0: Small biz grow so we grow Using procurement, program and control I'm a business man, yes I'm an entrepreneur Ooh, yeah. I'm a business man, yes I'm an entrepreneur here? Yeah. I'm, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm a business man, yes I'm an entrepreneur Good afternoon everyone, this is the Business Zone with Christo. And Coach Gilbert Buchanan, your small business medic And today, folks, we're going to have an amazing show. You guys are going to love this. We're going to be talking about valuation for your business. We're going to be talking about all kinds of fun stuff. But before that, you know, I got to find out what my co host is doing. <laughs> so, co host, what's been going on? Well, with
1: you? I think it's been a quiet week. Well, sort of quiet because. You know, everybody's rushing next week, October 16th. Oh, yes, yes. uh, The day that if you extended your taxes, this is the day you gotta uh, actually go out and do your taxes now. The,
0: uh, The infamous D Day. The infamous D Day. So you pushed
1: it, everybody pushed it off as long as they possibly could push it off. So now it's time to actually uh, see the piper. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, which is actually kind of a good thing because tonight we're going to talk about business valuation, but we're also going to talk about something that's in the headlines right now. (laughs) And it's all about making sure that your taxes and your financial statements are reality in reality, the real deal.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's it's in reality reality mode. It's in reality (laughs) mode.
1: And also we're going to talk about how you as the business owner is responsible for making sure that when you sign off on anything, including your business valuation, including your bank loans, that everything that you provide to those entities are um, accurate, accurate and truthful. <laughs> That's so, right. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that because you know who got in trouble. And you know who, who used to be uh, the former president of the United States. <laughs> the orange man. Yeah, right. And he got in trouble because he thought – and this is something, you know, I've I've done I've, – I do work for public companies, and I'm actually – working with a public company right now and public companies are audited uh every year and they Mm -hmm. also have to submit their financial reports every quarter Mm -hmm. and um and they you know the auditors apps ask very deep questions the other agencies or in organizations that are uh, audited are uh, non-profit agencies once they get over uh, a a certain dollar amount i think it's like a quarter of a million dollars right because you know you're doing public service work
2: right. and
1: getting public service uh, sponsorship uh-huh. and so um and so you usually have to be very they they're on top of it but our private companies think they're exempt from that They think because they're a private company, they can do what they want when they want. And that is not exactly the truth. You actually do have to have some uh, accountability. So that's what we're going to talk about, the accountability. But today, this week, pretty much that's what I was doing, Gilbert. I was finishing up with some clients that have pushed things down to the very last minute.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, so um, it's not as intense as in April. (laughs) <laughs> but uh it kept me busy, and then I had a couple of classes as well. so right, that was right, that right. was that was my week. How about yours?
0: Oh man, mine was just um was busy trying to make sure we get um our small businesses ready. We're trying to prepare them for the twenty twenty six and twenty twenty eight uh, uh situation there. You know, with the Olympics and the FIFA World Cup and all of that, you know, we're trying to make sure they're actually ready so they can get a piece of the pie. Even though we're taking them kicking and screaming, I'm still doing that with them, you know, just trying to make sure that, man, listen, guys, you gotta get in and uh, be ready. So you can tap into some of these opportunities. So that's really oh, what we're doing. okay. For. All right,
1: that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, your background is gone. Do you know this? Uh,
0: I I know what's going on there.
1: <laughs> Are you <laughs> trying to get back to it?
0: I just click on this thing there, and all of a sudden my background is gone. You know, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> well,
1: like Gilbert is getting his background, we want to welcome you to the business zone. But we also want you to go over to our YouTube channel. We want you to hit that subscribe. Button last week and I hope the guy comes back because you you actually offered him a um a little concession prize last week. Yeah. But last week we made uh and it is our five hundred subscribers. Now we need to work on our next five hundred subscribers. So hopefully we'll get there faster than we did before. Right. It took a minute for us to get there. So- <laughs> um but for you guys that uh, tuned in and you are watching us from youtube hit the subscribe button on youtube for those of you that are watching us on our other platforms which is facebook mines and gilbert's and my other organization and and youtube and linkedin you can find us at those four different locations right now please hit the subscribe button come over to youtube hit the subscribe button. You can go back over there if that's where you are comfortable watching it. That's cool. And we love the fact that you're subscribing to, uh, face, uh, to our Facebook page. It's awesome, awesome. But we also need you to subscribe at our YouTube channel because uh, it actually counts more over there than it does over there at the Facebook. So thank you guys for tuning in and um, we are going to um, get started or Gilbert is still fixed. Uh, <laughs>
0: i i have no idea what's going on there. <laughs> i have no idea what's going on man <laughs> you're, you're having challenges yes uh all of a sudden my background disappears and uh you know. Okay, so I've
1: oh, been... all righty, all righty. Well, while we're while he's getting his background, I do want to share a couple of things. So, Recycling Black Dollars, uh, which is the organization that I um, let me go over to my Facebook page so you guys can see it over there. Um, which is the organization that I uh, co-direct. We are having a great presentation next week by. Let me get over here. Uh, to our page so I can uh, share the event with you. Um, We, um, uh, Southern California Edison actually sponsors the Recycling Black Dollars. And so uh, we signed up for a number of of classes to uh, introduce to our um, network. And so one of the classes is next week. So I'm trying to get over to rbd real quick so i can share with you um the details so here's the thing guys as business owners we need to accumulate and acquire as much information as we possibly can get and if you can get it free that's free 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 99 free free 99 (laughs) that is the best way that one can get uh information so a number of organizations uh, provide workshops and classes every single day of the week. You could act, you could actually do more of that than you can with your own, um, with running your business. But what we want you to do is take advantage of those those uh, organizations that have workshops and classes. It would not cost you as much as you, if you were, I um, mean, to uh, a business coach like ourselves. Put us out of business or anything. (laughs) (laughs) But we do want you to take advantage of of, of, of a number of it. Other other
0: resources that are available.
1: Other resources that are available. So here we go. (laughs) So now I can share. Um, I was trying to find it. Okay. Here we go. So we have coming up on uh, um, October 18th, the business resilience for unplanned events and crises. So many of us or all of us went through the pandemic. Some of us were ready. Some of us were not ready. So we want to make sure that you are ready for the next unplanned event and, and or crisis because it's coming. And so on Wednesday, October 18th, at 10 a.m. is a morning session, couple hours. Uh, you can hear Ms. Patricia V. Click, and she's going to be, and she's with uh, VCV Consulting, LLC, and they're going to talk about making sure you're prepared for the next event, unplanned event, crises, pandemic, I don't know, government shut down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Miss Patricia V. Click, man. She's been in the industry for a long time. She got a lot of institutional knowledge, guys. So you check her out on these classes. She knows her stuff. She knows what she's talking about.
1: Exactly. So that's something that we want you to do. And uh, also uh, the Taste of Soul is next week. And hey, Miss Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha's tuning in.
0: Hey, Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha Rita. <laughs>
1: um, Taste of Soul is going to be here next next Saturday. If you're in Los Angeles, it's going to shut down um, uh, Crenshaw Boulevard from 10 a.m. to 6 o'clock. So if you guys are up to crowds, uh, go going out there. This is an annual event that is, held, that, uh, is um, a byproduct of the L.A. Sentinel. So going over there to the um, uh, Taste of Soul, Los, uh, Urban League, Los Angeles Urban League will be over there. And some of the other organizations will be there as well. number of businesses will be there. Uh, entertainment, music, food, you name it, everybody's there. So uh, find out who's in L.A. and go over and say hello to them. So you can check that out. And uh that's it. Gilbert, you got your background back up. I don't know yeah. to do other thing.
0: I guess I clicked my hit my heels three times and it came back up.
2: So it just came back up. I don't up. know okay. what's going on.
1: <laughs> hey, it's the internet.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the internet does that. So anyway, those are some that's an event that's coming up. Um And there's a couple others I got in my messaging today and they asked me to do a shout out. The um, L.A. South uh, Chamber of Commerce, they're having a big event on um, I think it's also next week. I think it's on the 15th, actually. So let me get that information for us. Yes. The Small Business Expo. It is a limited offer. Uh, October uh, what then? what is it? October 26. So it's Thursday, October 26 from 4 to 8 PM. So come on out. It's at the Irvin Magic Johnson Recreational Center, which is at uh, 12645 Wadsworth Avenue. Um, I'm not sure where that is, but I know a lot of people have been going over there to that and I have to find out where that is. But part of the events that they're going to have is business to business networking, industry speakers, Uh, Generate new leads, get new customers, business resources, reach your target market. These are some of the workshops. Business card exchange, small business marketplaces, and a grand uh, brand exposure, refreshments, door prizes. There's free parking. It's free admission for students and veterans and seniors 55 and older. Oh, I can go in for free. Um, uh, Admission is $15, so you can go in. That's not a big deal. And and so if you want more information, go over, check out LASouthChamberOfCommerce.com, and you'll get all of the details uh, for that.
0: All right. Sounds
1: good. That's the community announcements for today. (laughs)
0: Well, I I just want to follow up with that, folks, and give you a little bit of announcement myself. Uh, But before we do that, just want to remind you guys to go to YouTube and click on the, they call it the subscribe button, but we call it the follow us button. So, (laughs) you click on that follow us button uh, to follow us on the business zone so you know when we come on every friday from 3 to 4:30 my co-host and I We've been in this industry for over thirty years. Thirty years, <laughs> and we have a lot of institutional knowledge when it comes to business infrastructure, business setup, business management, business running, your back office certifications, getting government contract, looking at the forensics of your your bookkeeping and accounting. All of that we is what we do for small business. And we're not out here trying to kill small business, you know, with overpricing or anything like that. We work very, very reasonably with small businesses to get them up and ready. Our target goal is to get small businesses ready and prepared for the 2026 FIFA World Cup and also the 2028 olympics that's coming up you guys really want to be ready for this this is at least a 5.3 billion dollar uh spending budget that these guys are going to have on these programs you guys want to get a piece of that pie remember 2020 came along and it wiped out most of our small businesses at least 440 thousand. Black businesses had to close their doors because of COVID back in 2020. There wasn't much opportunities. Most of us were fighting over some little scraps of grants that they put out there for us, telling us, hey, we can help you. But then they start asking for certain documents, which many small businesses never had. They couldn't find their documents because they don't pay much attention to paperwork. So we're stepping in and we're trying to help you guys with that. So my co-host and I, we've put together a program which will help you guys to be ready. We'll have some classes, some coaching sessions, and we'll also have some training to help small businesses become ready for the Olympics and the World Cup. So uh, if you're in the food industry, you're in a food service, you're in retail, you're in construction, you're in professional services, you're in any of those... um, just remember we're here to help you and that's what we do. So we're going to have some classes that will guide and and, uh, get you ready for these things. I also want to do a shout out to the Inland Empire Hispanic uh, Coalition of Small Business. They are having their annual uh, Hispanic Heritage Anniversary Award Ceremony on October 14th of which I am the procurement chairman of that organization. And we're going to be handing out awards and certificates to some of the folks who went through our procurement training program, which I I hosted and I facilitated uh, a few months ago. And that's going to be an, an amazing event. It's going to be held at the San Bernardino County Airport in San Bernardino County. And uh, we're going to have the mayor of San Bernardino there. We're yeah. going to have, oh, yeah, we're going to have the executive Director, the CEO of the airport, he's going to be there, and he's going to be giving out gifts. The last time he gave some gifts because they're having international flights out of the the San Bernardino County airports now. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They're going to Vegas. They're going all over the place. So... Uh, a lot of us. Well, I didn't get any because I was busy helping other businesses at the time. But they—they're <laughs> they, giving a lot of free trips. You know, plane tickets. You get plane tickets for free to go to oh, Vegas. Oh yeah! Okay, so right, you guys, then. you guys want to sign up for this this uh, event? October. It's coming up October 14th. Now they're saying there's probably a few seats left, probably ten or so, because it, the event went so well last year. And, you know, it's amazing, co-host. Last year when we had this event, the, the the now mayor of the city of San Bernardino wasn't in office yet. She was running. She was still running. And I, I was there. I introduced her on the stage. We were talking about, you know, what she was going to do for the city of San Bernardino. Okay. And she came on. She did some great stuff. And before you know it, she won the election. So now she is the reigning mayor oh, of the okay. city of San so Bernardino. Coming with
1: some different flair this year. Oh
0: not yeah, not yeah. Sure. she's coming with some different flair. And one of the things I love about her is she made history because she's the first Vietnamese American oh, mayor for that okay. city. Yeah, she oh. was. She's just phenomenal. She's just a whippersnapper, man. She makes things happen. Okay. So, 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 shout out to Mayor Helen Tran of uh, the city of San Bernardino. Uh, shout out also to the chairman, the chairman of the Hispanic Coalition of Small Businesses, Mr. Frank Montez. And of course, yours truly, uh, Gilbert Buchanan, coaching and, and hosting and, and, and training some of those small businesses. We'll be handing out awards. We're going to have uh, Edison will be there, the gas company will have... Um, uh, McCarthy Infrastructure, and we invited Kiwit. We're not sure if they're going to be there too, but we're going to have a lot of big players. And as a matter of fact, they, they some people, they book hotels and all of that. Hotels have been sold out. Okay. Now, where
1: is it going to be held?
0: <laughs> it's going to be held at a San Bernardino County Airport uh, in oh, San, okay. San Bernardino. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. So, some folks are going there from the day before so they can get settled in their hotels and do whatever they need to so do. They're going to make yeah. a
1: little festival. They're going to make yeah. a little, some of them. Yeah, so if they're coming from Los Angeles, then. Oh, gonna, yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Are you staying down there as opposed to driving? I was,
0: I was thinking of it, but I go, Man, maybe I'll just drive home. But I don't know. Last year, I was so drained, I couldn't drive away. I had to book a hotel and yeah, stay you should, there you overnight.
2: Should book, <laughs> you
1: should book a hotel. Uh, <laughs> (laughs) So
0: so it was unbelievable. It's amazing. It's going to be a great event. So I'm excited about that. So I just want to put that out there and let you guys know, man, we're here for you. No matter where you are as a small business, no matter what ethnicity you are, we are here to help you. The Business Zone with Coach Crystal and Coach Gilbert Buchanan, we're here to help you. And co-hosts, you want to tell them about our anniversary?
1: Uh, yeah, well, we actually, this is our seventh year. It was in July, but of course, um, I was teaching kids in July. So before the end of this year, preferably in, in November, we are going to have a celebration of our seven years. So we're working on the details. And we, as we come up cl- uh, closer to that, we will make sure you know what that is. That's right. um, Chacha wants you to drop that information in about the San Bernardino Yes. Uh, uh, Hispanic Chamber, yes. Uh, so she would like to have that information. I think Cha Cha actually lives out in those areas, she's in River, yeah. I, I think, is. yeah,
0: I think she's in that area, too. I think so, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Hello, Fernando. Welcome, glad to have you. So, today, guys, you know, we're coming toward the end of the year. Um. We have the extended tax season that's happening in a a few days, a few days, literally. (laughs) (laughs) So you should be working on this or um, at this point, there is no extension. You actually are in the extended time frame. So this means that depending on how much money, uh, if you got to pay money, there may be some penalties uh incurred because you're not ready. And 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 they're probably not going to be too lenient because you had a whole six, what is it, from no from April to now? You had (laughs) like four months to get it together. So they might not be too happy with you extending. So they're gonna know that you may have a little penalty if you chose to uh be uh, a little defiant. Just not you to know that. (laughs) So, but before we get started, Gilbert, let's go over here I didn't even pull it up because I had so many other things going on Let me pull up uh, our commercial And then we will be getting ready to go So so the chamber is having their celebration one day before the end of their their month But I did find out Because, you know, we were asking what I think we were asking a couple weeks ago Why was it in the middle of the week?
0: why was it in
1: the middle of the month
0: yeah right yeah,
1: and yeah. here's why it came up my girlfriend is cuban yeah. and so last week uh we were having a conversation and and she was saying when did this because she worked as um at the airport at uh, lax uh, as the hr director for um uh, Continental at the time, now they're United, right? Yeah. And so one of the things she did every single month was they did uh, Appreciation um, uh, m- Employee Appreciation Month, and pretty much 75% of their, their are maybe 55% of their, employee, their staff were Hispanics, right? Or Latinos or what have you. Mm-hmm. So she says to me, where did this Hispanic heritage month thing come up <laughs> i don't remember and being a latina she says, i don't remember ever celebrating heritage month uh, hispanic i said well it looks like it's been here for a long time yeah because uh, i went on and i googled it she goes why is it in the middle of the month and so so the reason is in the middle of the month because there's three independents uh, of, of during uh, that time during that time frame so, so
0: you got columbus day right and, and all no that no stuff.
1: independence of actually in the hispanic population oh, did you okay. know this
0: okay yeah so, i think i think wasn't that time they had the revolution between the us and mexico
1: right like they that? had yeah. that was there then i think the dominican um uh the Dominican so why is it for three one is celebrating the ancestors from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, Central America, and South America. Mm-hmm. So, and I think three of those um, initiatives. And it started in. Um, for those that might be a little bit on the interest, I me mean, a little trivia, mm-hmm. it was started in 1968. So I don't. I I'm like her. I don't think I had ever celebrated or even heard about it until about four years ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: But it's celebrated because it actually culminates over the independence of several uh, Latin countries. And so um, the Latin American countries, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras and Nicaragua, they celebrate their independence on the 15th, Mexico on the 16th and Chile on the 18th. So Mm -hmm. they put it in the middle of September and they let it carry on. so it starts on the 15th and carries over to october 15th because of that reason so um, little see. For everyone
0: that's good to know i did not know that <laughs> <laughs> i did not know that
1: so now you know <laughs> that that was a question why in the middle of the month <laughs> <laughs> all right let's run our commercial yes uh, for the small biz pro, and then after that, you can tell them a little bit about it, and then we can actually, uh, yeah, we can actually get to going. So here's the share, here's the share, and here's the commercial.
2: Do you have a tool that organizes your company's paperwork and takes care of all your record keeping? Does your current record keeping system send you 90 day alerts to remind you that your key documents are about to expire and need to be renewed? Can you find contracts and procurement opportunities in seconds from any of the 50 United States so you can grow your business? Is your business organized so that you can tell which key documents are needed to efficiently run the business? How about woman-owned, small business, or disadvantaged business enterprise certifications? You have a checklist of all the key documents you need to become certified? Does your current system allow you to conduct market research from multiple sources and provide you industry and market data in seconds? Well, Small Biz Pro does all of that and more. Small Biz Pro is the number one business management, compliance, procurement, assistance and market research assistance tool on the market today download the app now and you will be amazed it's like having three additional employees working for you but you don't have to pay them what are you waiting for
0: yeah what are you waiting for guys going out there and get your small biz pro man this is a tool you need to run that back office efficiently you know it might be february and you might say hey i wonder if my license my business license for the city of los angeles is still valid well the only way you'll know if a small business pro send you a notification and say you're good to go or no you're not good to go so keep that in mind your certification with metro with the city of los angeles with the county with any agency that you've conducted certification and contract businesses with you will be notified if your certification is gonna be expired. So you wanna check out this platform, guys. You get to store your capability statement, your contracts, your operating documents, your HR documents, all of those key things that you need to run your business. So just go check it out It's and, and stop wasting time. It, <laughs> it is gonna help you to be a more efficient business owner. It's gonna make you outperform. Your competitors. what are you waiting for go get it
1: all righty so with that being said <laughs> go get it so guys this week in the news um there's been all kinds of chaotic stuff going on in the news and and in the polit- political world in the business world So we all know, uh, some of you have actually been tuned in uh, to the trial that is going on in New York, uh, where uh, the former president, he is actually um, um, in a civil trial, and it's actually a bench trial. And one of the reasons is because I think he thought he just didn't have to, 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 adhere to the rules and regulations of doing business like the rest of us right now the rest of us can be like that as well you have the right to do that anytime you want but i will tell you
0: there will be consequences there will be
1: consequences (laughs) (laughs) there will be consequences and so one of the things that we really wanted to talk about was the fact that your finances matter now this is my area of expectation expertise. And uh Gilbert and I have talked about this many times. For anyone that knows me, they know that um this is near and dear to me. How come I'm not sharing? Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh they know that this is near and dear to me because uh, this is my area. This is what I do every every day. I'm a forensic financial auditor. For for our small businesses, I also teach you how uh, to uh, do your finances and make sure you have your accounting systems in place. And we're going to talk about today why why that is so important. So your financial ma- your financials matter. So most of the time, you think it's only that you're getting these financials only for the benefit. Only for the benefit of doing your taxes at the end of the year, right? Gilbert, most people think
0: that's the only most reason people think
1: that that is all the only reason that you need your financials is because. You gotta support. You gotta report it to the IRS. Well, that's one of the reasons, but that ain't the real reason why you <laughs> have <laughs> a financial structure of your business. Gilbert's gonna talk about uh, in the second half. He's gonna talk about the the uh, his reasons or the other reasons, and I'm going to talk about lessons that should be learned from this case that is being um, played out in the uh, court system. So one of the reasons is, and why won't I switch, is you're, the financial health of your business and the financial management of your business is your business's success. If you have no idea how much money you make making, if you have no idea how much money you owe, if you have no idea how much uh what the value of your assets are in your business and if you have no idea what their liability is in your business and most importantly if you don't know the value of your entire business then you're operating in the blind Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so uh financial management is one of the most important responsibilities of owners and business managers And you as the CEO, as anybody has been watching the trial, you as the CEO are the 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 commander in chief, the last man on the totem pole, the man that will be sued because you signed the documents. (laughs) (laughs) So. Everyone needs to know what their fri- the financial condition of their business is. And then every aspect of a business ha- has an impact on your company's pre- uh, financial uh, performance. So it's up to you to make sure that you understand how your business generates revenue. When your business generates revenue and what is the overall financial health in any given period of point in time and somebody comes up and asks you for a quarterly statement, uh second quarter uh financial statement, you need to not look with a blank uh look on your face and go, what do you at? Why
0: are you at <laughs> Uh huh Huh? what do you want what do you say second quarter (laughs) what's that
1: (laughs) (laughs) if someone comes up to you and asks you for your balance sheet you know what that is and you can provide it not have to wait and call somebody You should be able to go to your computer and generate a balance sheet in the moment and send it over to them. Gilbert's going to talk in more detail about this. And also, you should be able to run a profit and loss statement, an income statement, which is is the other... uh, what it's called is either uh in, some people call it an in, income statement and others call it a profit and loss and you should be able to read it and analyze it so it can tell you exactly what's going on in your business mm-hmm. now when you hire a person a bookkeeper or an accountant you want to you want to make sure that they are applying and even though you're not a public company even though you're not a nonprofit organization, you're a, 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 a sole proprietor or a private company, you want to make sure that anyone that's involved with your financial records are operating under GAP. Now, many of you have heard this this week. And if we listen to the, the very successful multimillion dollar <laughs> business owners, and they're going, yeah, I heard about GAP when I was at Wharton's. I think it's general practices. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) (laughs) The one of the things that was uh, uh, identified during the Enron uh, scandal was that you as as the CEO and the head of your company, you are the ultimate responsible individual. You cannot use I didn't know. Uh, You can't. Ignorance is not a valuable of a valid answer (laughs) to anything.
0: (laughs) Just so you guys know this, when you go and I operate just like this, I operate as if I'm going to go to court next week to defend my business or defend myself. So I always have to have my record, my proof, my evidence, my receipts. So when you go to court, the judge is not acceptable for you. So to present your case stating that I didn't know that I really didn't think that I should be a part of this when you're the owner of the business, because the judge is not going to listen to you guys. (laughs) Keep that in mind. That's no excuse. You know, there's a thing in law that says ignorance is is no excuse for the law. Okay. Keep that in mind. (laughs) So
1: keep that in mind. So it is your responsibility to learn about it. And so the general, um, GAP stands for the general accepted accounting principle. So those of us in the accounting field, we are well aware of what this means. And we, it it really talks about the standard, standardized accounting practice that is utilized to make sure that your financials are accurately reported and managed. Um,
0: can, can can you elaborate a little bit more on that, co Because I, I think entrepreneurs really need to understand. See, gap gap is an organ and a policy, an, an organization that's designed to oversee the accounting principles. They set the rules and guidelines, so you got to operate on that. You can't make up your own rules as you go along. <laughs> you can't make up.
1: So it is the <laughs> common standard of rules. Accounting rules account across the board. So Joblo in New York can't make up some new rules because Joe Blow in, in California side, this is the rules they want to use. You cannot individually have your own rules. There is a standardized um set common set of accounting rules standards and procedures that has been issued by the financial accounting standard board not only now us those of us that are accountants and bookkeepers and so forth um we understand what those are and we uh, we comply to them but sometimes our business owners want to do their own thing
0: Let's give them an example there, co-host. So here's an example, guys. You cannot run your business with two different types of books. You got to have <laughs> one set of books, okay? You can't have two sets of books. Well, one for the public and one for your <laughs> private purpose. Uh-uh, it doesn't work that way. That's an example of what we're talking about right. general general accounting principles. Yeah, you can't have <laughs> and there are people
1: that have some under the under the counter books and you can't have under the counter books. Also, you need your books need to be in a very standardized look. So, usually people will tell me, "Oh, I use Excel for my accounting system." No, (laughs) that's
0: not an accounting system. That is not an
1: accounting system. Excel is a spreadsheet that you can put some numbers on, which you're putting the numbers on (laughs) and you can, and there's always room for human error. So no, that is not your accounting system. There are actually systems out there. And then there's the way things are supposed to be done. I remember Gilbert this was probably about 3 or 4 years after the Enron scandal. And yeah. I was working for uh a contractor. I was I was a contractor for a company and they were trying uh to get some loans. Yeah. Very similar to the president's issue because yeah. they already were at their limit, their right. debt ratio. Uh-huh. Um, and you're gonna talk about that probably in the valuation. They yes. were already at that, so they wanted to change the value of the building. And mm-hmm. they wanted me to change that number in the accounting system. Right. And my answer was no. I operate <laughs> under gap. And there is a document called your property taxes that came in, and it's based upon the most current uh, uh, appraisal for this property. So the the, the government already has the amount. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to create a new amount so that you can get a loan. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not gonna blame this bookkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when i have actually uh encountered it is that um it uh individuals have kind of wanted to do their own thing so now examples of gap violations if you were actually um uh a um a renting company a rental property mm-hmm. and you uh, have escalating rent every Every month, you change the rent, (laughs) which is not what they sign for in the contract. So that's an issue. That can be a violation. That's a
0: big old illegal That's a big old illegal one.
1: (laughs) Uh, Depreciation. Uh, Sometimes people get a little creative with the depreciation of assets. (laughs) Yeah. So they
0: they create their own depreciation guidelines. Okay, I'm going to take $20,000 every year from this. (laughs) Uh-uh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> if that's not a if that's not an approved amount, you can't do it.
1: <laughs> you can't do it. Exactly. Um, over or under capitalizing your overhead. Mm-hmm. So that's another issue. Your overhead cost, how much it actually costs you to do business. So capitalization of that. Um, overhead is based on your variable and your fixed assets. So you want to make sure uh, that you correct um your overhead your balance sheet needs to be reevaluated because a lot of times that's what I see about uh balance sheets are um are so outdated. Nothing, you know, depreciation hasn't been done. Uh old uh um assets are still on on the balance sheet, loans that have been paid off of that are on the balance sheet. So these are the things that I have seen on the balance sheet so it means that especially <laughs> uh fernando's laughing uh, <laughs> especially when um especially when uh you have someone that's not quite uh, knowledgeable in this space the other valuation is accrued vacation and pto time for uh employees for those mm-hmm. with employees so um and then the other is uncertain tax positions. So more likely than not 50, more than 50 percent approach that a approach that a, a tax position with the with sustained um, is sustained under an IRS audit. I believe that um, our president, our former president actually said that as well. He couldn't show his financials because he was under tax audit.
0: Alone, <laughs> oh, that was so hilarious.
1: That is so hilarious, man. So there were those are some of the violations, and that's why you and again, ignorance is not an, an excuse and it's not an answer. So you have to make sure that you are uh on top of what's going on, ask questions. So you know,
0: you know, co host, I gotta give you some credit, some props, man. Go back to your previous slide. Okay. I love the way you set up this slide. Look at that. That is so appealing and exciting and attractive. <laughs> Look at that, man. This woman is phenomenal, guys. This is my co-host, right? <laughs> she isn't just entrenched in bookkeeping and accounting and forensics and all of that. She's entrenched in aesthetics. You know, the, you know they said a uh, business uh there there are two there are two dimensions to your business, right? You've got it's an art and a science. Your business is an art and a science. She does the heart like phenomenally. She makes it look so good. And then the science is a process that we do. We make things happen. So, this, I've got to give you some props for that.
1: I lose, I use both my, um, my uh left brain and my right brain. I'm not just a left brainer right the right brainer when I do accounting. Some other things that people should be careful of and I and I have seen this um is uh estimating or underestimating or overestimating what are considered business expenses that those meals, entertainment and unreasonable compensation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's one of them gray areas guys. Yeah, yeah. Um uh valuation of deferred tax assets meaning uh, as at uh, um assets meaning uh, your net operating losses that happens a lot uh, especially in the real estate industry these days um and then um converting uh, g- uh your capital gains um let me see build capital gains on a conversion to an s corp so again uh, you have to have reliable teams that that are qualified. <laughs> depending <laughs> on what you, what your industry is, it will be profitable. It's profitable that your accountant and your bookkeeper and your tax person is uh, has ex- extensive knowledge in the industry you're in, and what is works for one client doesn't mean that it's a one size fit all. right right. so you but you're the business owner Uh so you have to be the one to do and ask the questions
0: yeah
2: you can't
1: assume that they're always doing the right thing Uh so that is the one thing now there are some uh i'm just going to go over four because we're going to get to the one that gilbert is going to do we're going to talk about um Uh, Let's get to this. My next slide. What's happening here? Um, My next slide, the principles. So there are actually 12 principles, but we're going to talk about four of those 12 principles Uh that need to be in place to understand what it means to be in in compliance with GAP, the General Accounting accepted accounting principles. So one of those is re, re, regular re,
0: regular <laughs> regularity.
1: regularity regular <laughs> so you must follow a standard specific set of rules and regulations. Um the accounting work uh principles work together and basically um is the requirement in one part of your financial statement which could cause other parts to be incorrect. So if you understating or overstating your income, then the net uh, it, your net operating losses are, or 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 um, gains will not be correct. Got to start at the top and work yourself down. So your financial statement includes your income from all your revenue sources. Your cost of goods, if you have products that you have to purchase raw materials, then after you subtract that, then you use your gross profit to uh, uh, reduce or subtract from your operating expenses. So any parts of those that you guys make uh, creative decisions on (laughs) 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 Uh, could throw off the uh validity of your financial statement somebody you you submit that financial statement to your lender or to your bank to your to a you know, um uh investor and you have not reviewed every line then you're you're basically uh um signing off on something that you have no knowledge of and but ultimately you're the responsible Party. So I just want to keep reiterating that consistency. These should be uh, their standards and it should be consistently applied to the entire pro- accounting process. And a company must verify that these standards have been carried out throughout the company. So everyone the CEO, the CFO, the, um, the um, controller, The person that's in the accounting manager, whoever that is, everybody should be on the same page so that you're making the same decisions. Sincerity, making sure uh, that it's accurate and impartial accounting is imperative despite being paid by companies that are being audited or auditing. Uh, Auditing uh, accountants must prepare truthful and sincere financial statements. So don't be tempting them to do something wrong.
0: (laughs) In other words, you cannot tell them, hey. I don't want that on there. I want you to put that by house is worth a hundred million dollars, <laughs> but it's only worth 500,000. Okay. Right.
1: That, that, that also goes back to consistency because I think there's a revolving value going on in New York and, and, and Fernando. So people actually use that as a talking point to defend him. Yeah. That he's very creative. <laughs> well, Consequences for your creativity. (laughs) (laughs) Permanence of method meaning um, you have you can have different but equally valid accounting methods um, using either your cash accruals or your. Uh, your cash basis or your accrual basis. One being that you are a business that receives uh, cash and you record your business that way. And the other is that you uh, do in you create an accounts receivable. And so your income is uh, increase of your income. And revenue is going to be based upon uh, the um, outstanding invoices that have yet to be paid. But, however, there's a contractual agreement usually behind those invoices. So, uh, the uh, the the idea or the conception is that at some point they're going to be paid based upon your um, based upon your a uh, contract or your MOU with the in, with the vendor or the contractor. So that is pretty much the uh, counting principles so now gilbert let's jump into the other part of why it's important to have those consistent records
0: man i was just enjoying you over there man you were sounding so good over there telling us all that good stuff
1: well you know we've been been doing this for a long time man you you know i mean i mean how many how many companies that you have encountered that the finances is an ignored um, uh, process in the business.
0: You know, if I met a hundred companies, I would say 90 out of those hundred have ignored their financials <laughs> and all the financial principles they're supposed to be abiding by. So <laughs> there's a lot of work to be done, guys. A lot of work to be done. You know, just the mere fact that many small businesses are using Excel as their financial bookkeeping system. Uh. Uh-uh. No. Yeah,
1: that says a lot right there. Right. That says a lot right there. Everything that you need to know is that they're using Excel.
0: And then they make up stuff as they go along, you know. That they do. That they do. All Uh, right. So all right. Now it's up to you. Yes. So what we want to talk about today, guys, we want to talk about business valuation. Business valuation. So I'm going to repeat that multiple times. Business valuation. What is your business worth? Because I know a lot of small businesses have been wondering, what is my business worth? You know, I've been running this business for 10, 15, 20 years. You know, I think it's worth a million dollars. I think it's worth 10 million. I think it's worth 50 million. But you can't just throw numbers out there like that. There has to be things that back up that valuation of your business. And as my co-host just said with the financials of the business, you gotta get an independent third party to verify and validate the value of that business to say, well, this is really what it's worth based on uh, the marketplace, based on other business in your class group in the marketplace, and based on businesses that's doing the same kind of business you're doing, they got the same kind of customers, they're operating in this class, this is what it should be. But they can't just all you know willy-nilly tell you those things, they have to have some, some some variables that they're they're examining in order to give you that type of thing. So business valuation. And I'm sure many of you guys, when you're watching Shark Tank, you 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 hear the sharks ask them for their business valuation. Like some folks will come in and they said, okay we're looking for an investment of a million dollars in this idea that we have, even though we haven't sold a, a dollar of item on this project, but we still think it's worth a million dollars. So then that's when the sharks would come in and say, oh, we don't think that's worth that much because based on our, our, our global uh, idea of, of what, how this is supposed to work, we don't think your 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 invention or your product or your service is worth a million dollars, and here are the reasons. Mm-hmm. So if your if your business is not generating revenues, that's the first thing. If your business is not generating revenues, then for you to really determine a value on that business, it's a little difficult. You know, bringing in revenues will be a good measuring stick. To say, well, at least you're bringing in five hundred thousand dollars a year, so therefore we're gonna look, and you've been in business for four, five, six years, and it's the the, the revenues has been consistent, so therefore you know we'll give you a rough estimate of four times that revenue so you can say okay two million dollars mm-hmm. based based on the sales you're making based on the potential of making additional sales in additional market with additional clients or customers so those are some of the ways that it can be done now if you are a professional services business and your professional services business is generating that kind of money it doesn't necessarily mean that another professional services business that's doing similar stuff to you is worth that too Uh uh-uh you gotta look at it case by case individual basis Mm -hmm. so the question that many entrepreneurs may ask is why do I need this report? Why do I need a business valuation? And a business valuation is a report that, that uh, is concluded. It summarizes the value of your business based on a variety of variables that that, uh, that individual who conducts the, the valuation will tell you that it's worth. You don't want to, you want to definitely get an independent person to do it. You don't want to get someone who is your friend, your buddy, your family members, or someone who has a vested interest like you do, because they will just tell you, like our our former president is saying that his his, his $18 million um, mansion is worth $1.5 billion, which is crazy. So you don't want to get caught in that situation. So here are some reasons why you need a valuation. Uh, if you have a landlord or you have vendors who want to ensure that you have some level of stability in your business, then a business valuation will tell that it will speak to that. It will say, OK, here's our annual revenues. Here is our projections for the next three years. You know. These are the markets we're going to be tapping into. These are a strategic plan to increase sales, and you know that type of thing. So when your vendors or your landlords see that that type of reporting, then it will give them some peace of mind to say, "Okay, I think we can increase, we can extend their lease because it looks like they're going to be making more money." Or if you're looking for insurance coverage then you can, you know, some insurance company may say, hey, let me see, uh, do you have a valuation on the business? You know, so, so then you can make a determination. Okay, our business is is is, um, is um, solvent. You know, there's money coming in. It's stable. Uh, what we're doing is consistent, just like my co-host said. And, and, and you can articulate to that insurance company that the coverage you're seeking is, adequate to what the revenues are in uh in the business so that's another thing if you're raising capital Mm -hmm. you want to put debt against the capital so you can say well you know we're good for this two million dollars that we're seeking because right now we're generating four million in, in 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 sales and revenues and last year it was less than that now we've increased it by 30% or 60% for this year and you know that will bring some peace of mind to your investors if they're looking at that now if you're looking for a fair market value uh, uh, for taxation purposes that's another reason why you may need a valuation if you're looking to sell the business if you're looking to sell the business oh my business is worth 10 million dollars okay how do you arrive at that 10 million well last year we generated 10 million in in sales or last year we generated 15 million in sales, then, you know, that may fall within a reasonable ballpark where the seller, the buyer may say, oh, you know, I can see where the business is worth that because they're going to look at that. They're going to look at your receipts. They're going to look at your invoices. They're going to look at your accounts receivables, you know, and and your customer base. Mm -hmm. So if you have a customer base also, that say, hey, we've got three hundred clients out there, and these guys purchase consistently from us, and you know each one of them spend an average of fifty thousand yeah, each time. Then that may give the, the buyer some peace of mind, and say, ah, oh, this is a good investment. If you're looking at estate planning. And you want to protect your wealth. That's another reason why you do a business valuation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you want to prove to the estate that, hey, this, this property or this business is worth this amount if we're trying to uh, um, come to some kind of an agreement. If you're trying to buy out a partner in a business, that's another reason to have a valuation. know so these are a lot of good reasons why folks do business valuation there's a lot of other reasons as well but buying a business and selling a business those are some of the key you may be retiring and you're passing down the business and and we've done we've done a a class in session here on exit strategy before Mm -hmm. and in with exit strategies that's another way that you do evaluation on your business because if you're passing down the business to family, to generation, or to your employees, mm-hmm. if you have if you have employees with uh, employee stock options within the company, then doing a valuation will really give them some sense of peace of mind to say yeah this is worth what they're offering us and they're telling us that it's worth so those are some good reasons for that too so i just wanted to put that out there guys so that you can understand that so measuring your your business valuation can be done in a lot of different ways but you want to make sure you insist on the right way the correct way of doing this business this business valuation and make sure the way in which you do it is is um, uh, a viable way. Now, when you're doing a, your business valuation, guys, here are some key things to think about. Have you ever heard of the word EBITDA? E-B-I-T-D-A. EBITDA. EBITDA. EBITDA.
1: EBITDA. Yeah, they're, they're, their accountant probably mentioned it and it probably <laughs> went <was> like this. <laughs> it's been mentioned in
0: their presence (laughs) so i want guys after today i want you guys to pay attention to that word it's an acronym right ebitda e b i t d a ebitda and that means earnings before interest taxes depreciation and amortization okay i'll say it again ebitda means earnings before interest taxes depreciation and amortization so if you have an idea of what that is you don't have to be you know super smart to know what this is but just have an idea because when your taxes is being done every year by your your tax preparer uh, or your your financials are being done by a bookkeeper and your accountant They are putting that EBITDA there on your financial statements. There's a section for EBITDA that you need to know about. If you guys have ever done a certification with the state of California, on there, uh, there's a page on there that has your EBITDA. And you have to know, have an idea what your EBITDA is, okay? So keep that in mind, guys. So when you're selling your business, you want to have an idea of that. Okay, so some folks, some business owners, they think that if they multiply their profit or earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, then in some way they can use that as a a, a rule of thumb to, to generate what they think their business valuation is. And that's not how it works. Now, many of you might be asking, so how do we go about Doing our business valuation Since we can't do it that way And since we can't make up our own numbers Since we can't go to the court And tell the judge that Hey judge, I think <laughs> my little 18, 18 you, could. <laughs> you could Yeah, you, you know could you, can. <laughs> <laughs> you could But no one's going to take you seriously They're going to think you're a loony <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So what you want to do You want to get a certified person, someone who is certified to do business valuation, guys. There's a lot of brokers out there, a lot of agents who say, Oh, we can do business valuation. But what proof do you have that they know how to do this? That you got to get someone. And sometimes, if you have a a CPA, you know, a certified public accountant, if you have that person, that person can lead you in that direction and say, Hey, Let me do some research on this. Let me see who are some of the qualified, certified business valuation experts in the marketplace. And then they can make some referrals to you. But you want to be able to do that. And if you want, you can go online. You can look up some of these guys and you can vet them. You can vet them, you know, talk to them, see if they know what they're talking about and see if they're trying to sell your business so they can make a big profit out of your business instead of you making a profit out of your business too. So there's so many ways, guys, you got to do this. So you want we just want to put that out there to all of you guys so that you know what a business valuation is and also have an understanding of why you need a business valuation because if you're running your business, you never know. Someone could approach you tomorrow and say, hey, I want to buy your business. Now, what are you going to say? Are you going to say yes, no? Do you know what your business is worth? You know, and, mo- so you- and
1: most people don't because if you're looking for an investor, that is a big comp. That's a big question. Exactly. That comes up is, you know, because you would, like you said earlier, you would base your that investment on the value of the company and you know back in uh the when the dot-com era uh came about you know there were people that were valuating their businesses and they had not even made the first sale right Mm -hmm. they it was a concept right (laughs) you had they didn't even it was a concept a business pitch right some projected numbers mm-hmm. of what they would love to make Yes, but there was nothing tried and true because they were brand new
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so how and they had and most times in the digital world how do you generate revenue Yes, right yes and so i worked at that time i and uh i learned a lot at this point in time because mm-hmm. you learn a lot when you work for a publicly traded company right so right. most of the tech companies uh eventually get to that position
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so i worked for a company that went public right. and uh they had just gone public like i started in october they had gone public they had gotten their first investment on uh in august and they got 12 million dollars mm-hmm. on a concept and and it had not been proven they had right. they were proven it while we were working every day <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my lord (laughs)
1: and so um uh in that 10 months and i was uh in the uh accounting department so i got to see everything Mm -hmm. in that 10 months that i was there we blew through 12 million dollars right and we made out of the 12 million dollars uh investment we made three hundred and fifty thousand dollars mm-hmm which is almost a fluke because they really didn't have a real business
0: model. <laughs> <laughs> Just a concept, right? Just
1: a concept. So back there, you could do that. and and But it was all about the stock market, right? Inflation. Yeah. And as and, and long as they kept the hype going, uh, the stock market was going well. It's stabilized now right, right. Uh, after the dot-com crash. Uh, they realized that you have to have a real valuation. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah
1: yeah and you have to have a real and this is important to everyone you have to have a real business model yes you have to truly understand how your business makes money Mm -hmm. and in this day and age we can't just assume that one revenue stream is enough it's not Mm -hmm. so I was consulting with a client the other day two clients and they were in the food industry so the one thing about being in the food industry, it has very, very small margins. Yeah. If you are going to sell that business, you have to take in consideration that they're only going to make what under fifteen percent, if that yeah. much. Yeah. Maybe most of them are somewhere between five and maybe ten percent.
0: Yeah.
1: In profit, because it's high labor. It's labor, and it you have high labor costs, and you have uh, your cost of goods are, are usually half of the revenue that you yeah. bring in. 45 to 50% of the revenue that you bring in. Mm -hmm. So you have to do other things that doesn't require labor. So that means you need products. You need something to sell.
0: Sell some merch or something like that. Yeah, you got to
1: have some sort of merch. You got to have a recipe book or you got to have something that you can put on on a website and people will buy and you don't have to do anything in order to sell it. And yes. you got to make sure you're marketing that because right. other than that, I mean, I would I would think three or four times before buying a restaurant, even the most uh, popular restaurant out there has very small margins.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, you,
1: that's, right, that's
0: that's true. That is true. I've seen them. And that's why the restaurant and food service business is so volatile. And a lot of banks don't even want to invest their money in that because You know, they may have a good year last year and this year is just atrocious. Look, look at COVID back in 2020. All those restaurants were suffering. All Mm. of them were Mm -hmm. suffering, Mm -hmm. you know. And then that gave rise to the food delivery business, you know, which is Grubhub and, you know, uh, all of these little DoorDash and all of these little companies. They pop up in order to offset some of that stuff. So it's crazy.
1: No, exactly. So, so certain businesses, it's very, it's vitally important that you mm-hmm. do a, a business valuation, because you want to, first of all, you want to know if you're putting all this money in, you know, what you're getting out of it.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And as
1: Gilbert and I have spoken before, having an exit strategy, a succession plan is really important to a business. So you very. know when to give up if you have to give up. <laughs>
0: yeah. and, and it's very easy, guys. Think about it this way. If you go to Vegas, you go to the casinos and you're playing, you're gambling. And let's say you, you're winning. You win one time, you win two times, you win three times. At the third time that you win, you're going to start questioning yourself. You're going to go, do I continue or do I stop here? Because if I continue, I know I'm going to lose this back because the house always wins. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with the business concept. You got to look at it the same way. Once you're up, you got to start making some real valuable decisions as to do I want to continue this process? How does it work? You know, what's our exit strategy? you know and 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 having that exit strategy in place you got to have a valuation to show what the value of the business is while you're exiting
1: right exactly so we know that this is the least sexy part of doing business it's yes. so much more exciting to be out there with you know with your sales strategy and your marketing strategy yeah but why have those if you're not maintaining and tracking your the, the financial health and wealth of your
0: business. Yes, and the thing about it, guys, you know, we're not trying to scare you or anything like that. We just want you to become more educated and informed business owners. So, what you want to look at is look at your business, see what it's worth. What is your revenue right now? Like I say, on Shark Tank, they'll let you get away with four times your revenue, right? They let you get 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 away with that. So if you're making five hundred thousand, they'll say, "Okay, we'll, we'll give you some leeway for up to two million on this." But you got to have a system in place that will show that okay, you're going to be generating more revenue, you're going to be increasing sales, you're, you're 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 stepping into different markets to help increase this. For example, there are certain business like software business, like my business, Small Biz Pro, for example. Small Biz Pro uh, and businesses like that is considered software as a service, right? Software as a service type business. So when you're doing software as a service, that means you're generating revenues online. People are purchasing online. You may give them discounts. You may have different type of services that you offer depending on the plan and money might be coming in that way. And you gotta put systems in place to continuously generate that kind of revenue. And that model right there, when you have a software as a a service type business, people go crazy with their valuation on that. Because if they're selling, let's say they're making a million dollars, right? With the software as a service type business, they may say, oh, this business is worth 40, 40 million. And the question is, how do you come up with that? You know, just because you may have one strong quarter or two strong quarters doesn't necessarily mean that the business is worth that. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, guys. When you're running a business and depending on the type of business it is, how it's structured, uh, are you? Uh, do you have different types of streams of revenues in place? Like my co-hosts always say, you want to have seven to nine different streams of revenues coming into your business if you don't have seven to nine different type of streams of revenues coming into your business like the business is like ah, not too sustainable so you want to make sure you have all of those and what are some of the different streams of revenues well if you're selling certain types of products or services, you may want to sell some merch over there. You may want to sell some services. You may want to sell warranty. You may want to sell training. You may want to sell all types of things to expand on your streams of revenue. So keep building. So when a buyer look at that type of business, they go, oh, there are several streams of revenue here. Yeah, there's a possibility that we could grow this you know, to a larger uh, extent. So that's how you look at your valuations, guys. Now, when you're seeking valuators, you, like I say, you want to do your due diligence. You want to vet these guys. You can go online and you can find somebody, but this is what I do. This is what I did in the past. I would invite them to my office and I would meet with those guys and I ask them a whole lot of questions. Now. You may not want to wait until you meet with these guys to start asking them questions. Write down some questions. You know, how long you've been in the industry? Have you provided business valuation for this type of business, for my type of business before? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and if you did that, what were the results? Your your valuation was it on point? And and how is it in, in comparison to the market, you know? And, and how long is this valuation good for? You, know, you want to have all types of questions about the valuation and the person's back and conduct some background on them because you may find that some of these valuators are people who come in and tell you that your business is worth all of this. They generate a report for you, charge you all this money for it, and then when you go to sell... You know the buyers are going. Are you crazy? I'm not paying two million for that. That is worth about three hundred thousand. I'm not paying three, three, two, three million for that. Then again, <laughs> then again, some people, some people may. Oh, a lot of people. Some people may have lawsuits against them. They may have liens against them. All of that is going to bring down the value of your business, guys. And that's why I say you always want to stay on top. Like my co-host said you can't blame the other guy for things that you're not doing in your business it's your business it's so your you, business you need to know what's going on you need to know what lawsuits are against you what liens are against you you know don't blame it on the bookkeeper or the cpa and say it's their fault they should have known Uh-uh. you should have known you're the owner of the business
1: <laughs> true that oh i think I'm, I'm 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 not on let me see why am i not on let me see. um hold on let me get me back on i'm going to come uh, out and come back in
0: all right so guys while we're speaking about this this valuation i just want to you know take it a step farther to to let you understand that get your valuation done today not because you're not going to sell your business today it doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't know the value of your business you want to know the real value because if your business is worth 3 million someone come in and offer you 10 million for the business would you consider selling for 10 million, especially if you've been in the business for, you know, seven, 10 years or so? That might be something you want to think about. That might be something because I have so many ideas in my mind, so many inventions and all of that. And I just don't have all the time to attend to many of those. So if I could sell one of my businesses and then move on to, to, uh, to, to raise and foster a different type of business, then that would be great for me, but that's just me. Maybe some of you, you know, you, you, you give birth to your baby, your business, and you wanna stick around with it, but just remember, man, when you give birth to a child, after 18 years, they're on their own. So when you have your business, after a certain period of time, that business is on its own. You can't keep nurturing and fostering and babying that business. You know, you gotta let it let it free, let it do its thing. So I just want to put that out there, guys, so you know it. Are you back, co-host?
1: Why am I not on here? Let's see. Yeah, you're
0: frozen. You're frozen right now. Yeah. Let
1: me see if I can I can re-establish myself.
0: Now, okay. I guess they're trying to give you a valuation there. That's why. <laughs> but folks, please, please think about finding out the value of your business because opportunities come when you least expect it you know i've gotten a lot of calls from folks all the time saying hey are you trying to sell your business no i'm not ready yet i'm not ready yet you know once i think i'm at a certain point then i'll say yes i'm ready or they may give me an offer that i just can't refuse and i'll say hey i want to go forward with this offer right here you know let's let's sell let's sell I'm selling so if you come to me and say oh small business pro I think small business Pro is is worth 50 million dollars uh what do you think do you want to buy it sure go for it you know I'll sell it right now and and, and move on to my other ideas because I've got lots of other on un, undeveloped ideas that I really can put on the marketplace guys so keep that in mind if you have any questions, I want you to put it in the chat for me. Put those questions in the chat so that we can discuss your questions and we can really take care of things. And I see I got my marketing expert in the chat here. Uh, We got Chacha McGinnis uh, from California Beacons. Shout out to you, Chacha. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And uh, Black Business Los Angeles online community, much respect to you as well. We also got Pat uh, Langford on here. Much respect to you as well, Pat. So thank you guys for, uh, for, for, for tuning in with us, supporting our business. And uh, if you have questions, man, regarding this business valuation or um, any other uh, information regarding this, just put it out there. But I want all of you small businesses to start paying attention to your financials. Like I say, we don't expect you to become experts with your balance sheet, your profit and loss, your statement of cash flow. But you need to know about them. No, need to know a little about it. You, you may not know everything about everything, but if you know, if you know a little bit about everything, it really, really helps. For example, on your balance sheet, you need to know what type of items are on the balance sheet. You know, on the balance sheet, you've got cash on hand you've got you know the, your overhead expenses you got all of those types of things on there on your profit and loss you got sales you got overhead all of that on there so you need to have an idea guys have an idea what those things are because if you're dealing with a bookkeeper or an accountant who is a little shifty and not too reliable they can they can run circles around you <laughs> right co-host yes they can i'm back
1: guys i don't know my computer just kicked me out got a little hot
0: <laughs> they can run circles around you and then you'll be left there saying you know trying to figure out what happened you know you need to know what happened on those financials
1: well you know that's usually when i get called in is yeah <laughs>
0: To do some forensics. Yeah. Right.
1: At the bookkeeper coming along and you're like, thank you, Fernando. The bookkeeper, they, somebody, uh, one of the agencies that I work for, organizations, and they asked me to look at it. I'm like, uh, why did they post this here? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's so, you have to go. There was two this last year I did. And it was so obvious earlier this year what would have made them post this here i mean it was like one of them literally (laughs) where they took the cost of goods no yeah they put the cost of goods as no what was it it was something they did that should have been on the balance sheet and they put it under the expense right and be oh it was some sort of renovation or something they did it was a renovation that should have been on the balance sheet for land hold improvement yeah they actually put it on the front of the sheet and when they did on the front of the financials under operating expenses so of yeah. course you know, it's landholder. It's land. You're gonna do it one time, but it, yeah. it, it and it needs to be capital it, you know, capitalization. So that yeah. was on. That was one, and then the other one was the inventory. It didn't go under inventory. It came under operating expenses.
2: What?
0: Yeah. You put inventory under operating expenses. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. 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 Oh yep. my uh, so, Lord. so and 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 the lenders like. Oh, my God, you made no money. How could that be? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's inventory. And they hadn't actually even paid for all of the inventory. So it wasn't like cash that gone out. They yeah. took the, the 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 total amount, but yeah. half of the inventory was still in China
0: wow wow and they
1: had not paid for it they don't paid for so much of it but it should have been under so those are the things guys so you can't just always make an assumption that it's done right and if you don't have a bookkeeper that after they've gone through the process of, uh, of reconciling and your uh, financial reports they now need to sit down with you and have go over those financial reports with you and help you understand what was done and why it was done.
0: Another thing that I, I did not mention in here that I want to throw in real quickly, guys, if you have a business and another reason for knowing the valuation is if you are married, for example, let's say you're married and you get to the mm. point, the horrible point of you know doing a divorce or a separation, mm-hmm. then the attorney on the other side, they will want to know the value of your business And then they want to put a a price on that and Mm -hmm. they're going to they're going to try to make sure they get as much value out of that business as possible. So another reason for you to know the value of your business, guys, because if you have a certified uh, um, evaluate, a certified evaluator who've done a report, who is an expert in the industry said, yeah, your business is worth 20 million and somebody else is saying no it's worth 40 million you can say uh this is a certified um, business valuator that's saying this and you know this is their expertise this is their qualifications you know i'm not giving away that much of my business or even if you're doing an SBA loan sometimes the SBA do valuations on your business so you know there are several reasons guys why you may need a valuation on your business so and it's just a good thing to know what the yeah.
1: especially after you've been in business four or five t- you know 10 years 15 mm-hmm. years, three years yeah. where yeah. you've just been working in that business you yeah. gotta come time sometime raise come up out of the working in your business and look back and go okay yeah this is i'm doing good because that it's a validation for you on how well you're doing in your business that is growing and um, and and the more connected you are to the financial health of your business of course means that there's going to be the more success you have but you can't ignore that component um, of the business. That's the, a valuable component. Everything drives into the revenue. Everything, nope. Every aspect of the business drives into the revenue.
0: So co-host, I'm going to ask you a question right off the bat, okay? Mm-hmm. If I approached you and I said, hey, co-host, I want to buy your business. I'll give you 15 million for it. What would your response be?
1: I don't my businesses would not be valued at 15 million <laughs> I,
0: I, I know I know it may not I know it may not be but what would your response be what would um, your response
1: be well, I think you also have to investigate the investor. So you have to do your due diligence.
0: Hey, man, if my business is worth $5 million and they're giving me $15, i am saying, sure, where do oh, I sign? Where do I sign? <laughs> yeah, but there's
1: due diligence.
0: <laughs> Be- because because I already know how much my business is worth because I already did my valuation on it. See right, what I exactly. mean? Exactly. So if you're offering me $15 million when it's only worth $5 go, oh, sure, sure, go ahead, let's sign, let's sign. And they're not asking me too many questions questions. They're not asking me about my taxes for the last seven years. They're not asking me if I have any liens against me. They're not asking me if I, so I'm in gonna, any court so battles.
1: You're going <laughs> to reverse the ignorance piece, huh?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not asking me any of that. I'm going, sure, let's sign off right here. Oh, okay. So okay. If that's the case, and you're not going
1: to, and you they're not going to do their due diligence, yeah. Yeah, I am that,
0: selling that in a jiffy. Yeah,
1: you could, you could that. I guess you would sell that but if, they, if that's it, they're like ready to write the check and yeah. they haven't done their, their due diligence, possibly. But uh, uh, even on the other side of it, you got to do your due diligence as well. You
0: need, yeah, to really definitely. Mm-hmm. So, guys, here's the deal, guys, we have an ebook right here. And it's called Introduction to Business Valuation. An Introduction to Business Valuation. If you guys are interested in this ebook, it's 22 pages. If you're interested in this book and you want to get a copy of it so you can learn about business valuation, I want you guys to go ahead and put your email in the chat. Go ahead, put your business, your email in the chat and we will send you a copy of this book, okay? And that's for all of you guys who have subscribed to us. If you have not subscribed, and again, I hate using the word subscribe because it sounds like we're asking for money. We're (laughs) We're not asking you guys for any money. We just want you guys to follow us, right? So just go to that subscription button and just imagine that it says follow us, right? And put your info in there, and we will send you guys uh, a copy of this uh, evaluation, this business valuation book, so you can start thinking about it. And this is for this is for uh, um, closed corporations, and this is also for corporations who who issue stocks. They're on the stock market as well. Okay, okay. so public, public and,
1: and, and and private. Public companies. and private,
0: yes. Yeah. So, so this will be a very good book that you guys can use, and this is a benefit that you're getting out of the business zone, guys. So keep that in mind.
1: Okay. So Gilbert, before we close out, um... Uh, chacha wanted to know if you could drop that information for the chamber do you have the chamber ahead Oh, your- I
0: emailed it to chacha um, oh okay okay All I emailed right. it to her and to Pat i I sent her the flyer okay and okay. uh hopefully you you guys can uh, go ahead and register for that event in the inland Empire uh oh chacha you didn't get a copy i I, I, I email it to you check your email I could send it to you again. Okay. Uh, and I'll send you a copy of the, 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 um, the business valuation ebook also. Okay, Chacha. And everyone else who wants it, just go ahead and put your email in the chat or you can just request just put request, and some of you i don't know your email so just so put you can actually
1: there. put it in the chat ch- they can put it in the chat and they, they can go to youtube and put it in the chat while you're over at youtube make sure you subscribe that's right guys <laughs> or follow, as follow, said, follow.
0: follow us guys <laughs> follow us or-
1: <laughs> you can actually hit this little take your your camera and click this subscribe to our that's, channel that's QR right. code so many e- easy ways to make it happen yeah But do know guys we are here every friday afternoon at three o'clock streaming live on youtube facebook three facebook's actually and uh, linkedin and uh, you can even find us over at Mr. Gilbert's uh, Facebook this week. <laughs> All right.
0: I'm stepping up my game.
1: <laughs> uh, and actually, it's streaming on your LinkedIn. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's streaming on my LinkedIn. It's streaming on my Facebook live right now, guys. Thanks to uh, my co-host and my marketing expert, Chacha. Cha cha she she's been telling me why don't you get connected to LinkedIn? Why don't you get connected to Facebook? Well, I did it today. She, yeah, she, not- she, she's, she's giving me an applause right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I let
1: her know that we, we were streaming live on your LinkedIn today. It's, it's not on mine. I got I gotta I gotta put the link over on mine, but uh, there you have it. So Gilbert is actually
0: streaming
1: live.
0: I am active. <laughs> I am active <laughs> and folks those of you who are watching the show right now and you have not followed or subscribed to a free subscribe to us uh don't be a ninja watcher man just go ahead and subscribe to us and follow us so we can get you a copy of this ebook on business valuation and also we can send you other information that will help to grow your business, okay?
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So this has been a great show. Just know, guys, I just thought it was kind of uh, need it based upon what was going on and sometimes the headlines just makes for a great show <laughs> yeah yes it does
0: yes it does so are we gonna do a class in session again next week co-host
1: uh actually no we have uh, we have guests next week we oh have we got a guest a couple of weeks so we're gonna okay. do uh guests next week so <laughs> please tune in <laughs> and, and and uh we will have a guest i i have all the information don't be a ninja watcher yeah for, like
0: (laughs) Fernando's laughing at my my statement. Don't be a ninja watcher, guys. You make sure you 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 subscribe, you follow us so we know who you are. Okay. Right exactly. (laughs) Don't be
1: a ninja. That that's your your coin speech. I love that. Don't just be hanging around watching us in the background. Yeah. yeah. Watching in the <laughs> foreground, people in the foreground. <laughs>
0: that's, what, that's what I'm talking about. I hope this information that we provided you today, guys, my co-hosts and I. I hope it on financials and what financial statements and documentation to have ready and available in your business, and also to be able to ready and conduct the business valuation on your business. I hope it was very helpful, and you guys are able to use this information to grow your business and become much stronger, okay?
1: Right. And we want you to evaluate your business. It's important that you do that. Yes. Uh, You need to know where you are and and just know that your financials is just not for filing taxes. Your fi- financials are really about you and your business, and making sure that you're monitoring the 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 the, the financial uh, stability of your company, and also the structure, the financial structure. You don't want to wait to something like a pandemic or some other crises to take effect and uh, to take uh, place, and then that's when you find out. That there were some holes in your dike, and yeah. you needed to fill it up. We we yeah. need you to to make sure you know before that. So, uh, maintaining an accounting system, not a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. An accounting system is yeah. not about taxes. It's about understanding and knowing the value of your business, the 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 generation of your revenue and how much money you're spending in your operating
0: chat chacha, chacha put a ninja watcher icon on here
1: <laughs> a ninja watcher icon. right so, so that's what it's about it's about you understanding how your business works and how um how successful your business is as you go along not to find out at the end of the year i yeah. mean i remember stay ready you don't have to get ready it's that's so right, that's I, I, right. Have, I have you know i have so many people you know not so much now because they've been following my advice for years now but i in the beginning when i first started um my practice especially the coaching piece of it i'd ask yeah. people how much they make and they'll go uh they don't know what, what well, <laughs> well uh let me you at my tax return, you oh gotta Lord. To tax return if
0: uh, trust me <laughs> you, you gotta be you gotta be able to count your own money man if you if you don't know how to count your own money someone else will count it for you and guess what They'll be getting a portion of that. So he, you don't want Uncle Sam counting your money for you. You better be able to count your own money. All you right? truly
1: don't want Uncle Sam to <laughs> count your money because I'll tell you, somebody could be stealing from the store. <laughs> yeah,
0: somebody was stealing and you don't even know it. Right. And you find out last minute. So, no, let's not do that, guys. And um, make sure that you guys are, are following us, following us here on uh, The Business Zone and we'll provide you with all the information you need to grow your business. Again, I wanna put a shout out to to you guys. I am looking for environmental engineers. I'm looking for minority companies that own a lodging business like a hotel. I'm looking for cleaning services, minority or disadvantaged businesses. I'm looking for food service uh, entrepreneurs who are minorities or disadvantaged businesses janitorial services those are the services i'm looking for because right now i'm conducting outreach for an organization that would like to do business with disadvantaged business enterprises so if you're certified we can help you if you're not certified we can still help you we'll help you package your certification if you're in those industries environmental engineering lodging mean hotel uh cleaning services food service, janitorial service, all right? Uh, 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 And and transportation service also. So if you provide transportation transportation service where you can shuttle someone from the airport to somewhere else or from from an airport to a hotel or from point A to point B, you shuttle them in a limousine or some kind of uh, uh, transportation uh, um, vehicle, then I want to talk to you guys. So keep that in mind. I'm going to put my information in the chat. And I want, and this is primarily for the Los Angeles, Los Angeles and San Diego area. So if you guys are, are conducting business in those areas, I want to talk to you. So I'll put my information. Uh,
1: Fernando says reach out to, he want, he's going to reach out to you on the food services. He has uh, a few.
0: Okay, beautiful.
1: And Chacha, maybe in some of your your network of individuals, you might have some folks that... Yeah, Chacha might
0: know a few people as well. So reach out to me, guys. Reach out to me. Like I say, I'm preparing you guys for the Olympics and also for the FIFA World Cup. So you never know when an opportunity may come your way. All right? Okay. Well, sounds good to me. We're going to end the
1: show. I got to go water my plants because we are my class are very confused right now they don't know whether it's summer
0: or fall they're going where's my mom
1: <laughs> so, so i gotta go water them because it was 90 degrees or some crazy uh some crazy something going on out there so i gotta go water them so that they'll know that they okay
0: <laughs> uh, all right folks well Tune in again next Friday. We're here every Friday from 3 to 4.30. This is the Business Zone at Crystal and Gilbert. We're on every Friday. If you want to be a guest on the show, just give us a call. Send us an email and we will take your headshot. We will take a bio from you and we'll interview you live so the world can hear and learn about your business and get to see the, the genius of what you bring to the table, okay? Sounds good. And we want to thank our viewers today. We want to thank Chacha. We want to thank from California Beacons. We want to thank Fernando from Black Business Los Angeles Online Community. We want to thank uh, Pat Langford. Uh, Who else do we need to thank here, Crystal?
1: um i think that was all that was on today and then there's a number of am watching on facebook and youtube yeah we have
0: so, some ninja watchers we want to nin- thank you ninja Watchers. Yeah, too, there you go but, ninja but make sure you go and you subscribe or follow us guys so because if you don't follow us we can't send you this ebook that we we went over today on business valuation okay so only the folks who, who Provide us their email and contact information like Fernando and Chacha and Pat will receive this ebook on business valuation today. Okay. for the rest of you, if you need it, just just contact me. My phone number is in the chat. All right.
1: All righty. So we will see you next week. And and you guys have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the heat. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you next Friday. Bye-bye, everyone.
0: Take care now. As a small biz grow I saw so we grow using procurement, program and control. As a small biz grow I saw so we grow using procurement, program and control. Yeah. I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur.